0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to worship on this September morning, the 27th of September. Uh, It's been really nice the last few days, a little bit cooler. Um, Maybe we'll get some fall weather here in North Florida, but it is beautiful outside, and we are grateful for the opportunity to live in this world that is ours to take care of and to be a family of faith, a family that can gather together and worship uh, this way, Uh, during a time when we can't be together in this place. But friends, it is uh, comforting to my heart uh, that I know that you are out there, that I hear from so many of you, that we are still connected, even though we're not shoulder to shoulder yet. Um, But hopefully that will be soon. But uh, as for now, we will depend upon the Holy Spirit and God's grace and love and gifts of joy to keep us together. Uh, So friends, um, let us uh, worship the Lord. And as a community, let us first share some announcements. Uh, As always, I do ask you to remember those on our prayer list. Uh, The prayers that you share are certainly felt. Uh, It is something that we do each day. So remember those folks that are on the list that is sent to you uh, and say prayers for those who are not on the list, but also uh, covet your prayers. Uh, This week has been uh, interesting on the COVID front. Uh, We do have about 2,800 cases in the county. We've had some good days with lower rates of positive tests cumulatively. We are still at 17%, which is among the highest in the state. So that's still a little bit disconcerting, but uh, we've had some days that are better. also, this week we've had the governor issue an order uh, to open the state uh, to move to phase three. Uh, I'm not really sure what the county's response was. Uh, I'll try and find that order and we'll share that with you. Um, but it um, it still feels like we got to be a little bit careful so we're going to continue as we are at least through the next session meeting that's going to be October 7th we'll talk then we'll see what the safe way is to move forward I know there are some churches in our community that are stepping into in-person worship now Um, but it is a blessing that we are a pretty large congregation and because we are we really can't space that safely in this space for everyone So we do have uh, additional challenges, but uh, be assured we are talking them through. We're trying to figure out the best way forward. Now, we might not be here on Sundays, but there is a lot of stuff happening in our congregation. You know that the food bank is back open on Tuesdays from 5 to 6. I hope you know that we are partnering with CVS, and this Tuesday morning, starting at 10 a.m. and going through noon, Uh, the CVS folks will be uh, offering flu shots. If you have insurance, bring your insurance card. Most likely it will not cost you anything, maybe a little bit. We'll try and nail that down and send it out in an email on Monday. But it is an opportunity to get that flu shot without having to go all the way to your doctor's office. That's gonna be in the fellowship hall from 10 to noon. We are going to stay spaced. Please bring your mask. Uh, we do want to keep everybody safe. Also on Tuesday from 5:30 to 7:30, the Boy Scouts are doing a information drive-through in the back parking lot. We ask that if you have uh, interest in that, that you enter, enter the back lot from Madison Street. You drive through, you stop at each station. They will give you information and answer your questions. Then you exit onto North Adams. Another thing happening, a jacket jamboree is coming on October 24th. Uh, Our clothes closet has got a lot of jackets and it is getting cooler. So if you'd like to share old jackets and coats, please bring them by the office. We'll get them to the clothes closet if you'd like to help with that event on the 24th, we would love for you to do so. We're going to set up some tables and we're going to do our best to uh, keep everybody safe there as well. Hold on a second. My dog is here with me and he's about to jump off. So I'm going to get Tamara to come get him Go on, Wrigley. I know he likes to come and be in worship. I know you're jealous, but still, I think the camera was about to get knocked off the stand. Um, But again, we have that jacket jamboree coming. Uh, We also are continuing with junior and senior high youth on Sunday afternoons. Uh, Junior highs, five to six, senior highs, six to seven. I think there's a little uh, blending, but we are following all the same rules they follow in school, trying to keep everybody safe as well. And as you know, terrific Tuesday videos are on Tuesday and these Sunday service videos post early on Sunday morning. And it is great when you take the time to watch, when you take the time to share them on your Facebook page because there are a lot of folks far and wide that have and receive hope through these messages and through this understanding you know, that we're still loving one another, uh, even during a crazy time. Uh, We will have communion next Sunday. So have some juice and bread ready. We will celebrate the sacrament of communion. And I do, as I do each week, I thank you for your continued pledges, your gifts, your tithes, and your offerings. You've done such a wonderful job and something else. I'm a little bit slow on the uptake, but starting a couple of weeks ago, I started receiving and folks in the office started receiving you know emails and texts uh, saying that they appreciated that we were working hard during this time away and what we were all doing trying to keep each other together and I started receiving these cards and notes and like I said I'm kind of slow it took me about a week to figure out that this was an organized thing and I do thank y'all. Uh, for sending in those little notes. They do mean a lot because, um, again, it's been different uh, not to be able to see you and hug your neck and shake your hand, but those expressions were like handshakes and hugs. So thank you so very much for them. Again, welcome today. I'm glad you are watching. It means so much to know. Uh, to me, to know that you are there, that you are praying along with me, that one day soon we will be back together. And thanks to Scotty B., our gifted director, he's back in the game. Still playing a little bit hurt, but he's here. Thank you, Scott. To Tamara, who's back from South Carolina, stage manager and Wrigley wrestler, thank you for being here in person today. And today, thanks to Jenna and Nicole and Evan for providing service music. Uh, Thank you uh, for your willingness to share your gifts. And because I cannot say this too often, big thanks to all of you for your willingness to gather, however we can during these continuing different days. All right, friends, let us join our hearts, minds, and spirits, and by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, let us worship the Lord. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. God of dreams and hope, you spoke to Joseph in his dreams, and those dreams led him to great danger yet you use the challenges in his life to save the lives of others. In you, no good thing is accidental. You work in us and through us, even when we are not aware of your presence. Help us to know that you are with us and that only you are capable of turning all evil to good. So grant us, Lord, not to be anxious about earthly cares, but to love that which is above, and even now, while we live among transient things and situations, to hold fast to those things that shall endure, like the selfless love, grace, friendship, welcome, and compassion that we learn through the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, while he was with us, taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, Friends, our first hymn for today, our bit of special music, is from Nicole. Uh, It is a a hymn that I'd forgotten I knew, but then Scott Sight read it for me, and it uh, reminded me it is actually one of my favorites. Uh, I heard the voice of Jesus say, thank you. Thank you so much, Nicole. Uh, Friends, we have two pieces of Scripture today. Uh, The first is from the Gospel according to Luke, the sixth chapter. Uh, It was supposed to be only verse 35. You know, in the narrative lectionary, the non-preaching text is usually very, very short. But honestly, that didn't make sense to me. Uh, So I'm going to read a little bit more. We're going to do chapter 6, verses 32 through 35. This is instruction uh, for what love is, how we share love. So hear now this teaching from the gospel according to Luke. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good for those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our preaching text, our longer text, is from Genesis. Now there's going to be some jumping forward in this, but we're going to start in chapter 37 verses 13 through 8 and then forward the second portion of verse 17 through verse 22, then forward again verse 26 through 34, and then jumping all the way to the end of the book. Uh, chapter 50, verses 15 through 21. This is the story of Joseph. Now, Joseph was uh, a younger brother to uh, Isaac's uh, sons. He uh, was maybe a little bratty, kind of arrogant, and they did something terrible to him. And after that, he found himself in Egypt where he was in some pretty sticky situations, but he had God with him, and God watched over him, and God nurtured him, and his God-given gifts took him from a status of nothing to the second most powerful man in Egypt, right there at the Pharaoh's side. And things uh, for the family after Joseph was sold uh, went south. There was great drought and they lost crops and livestock and so that whole family moved to Egypt where Joseph took care of them because of the things Joseph had done with the wisdom God had blessed him with. The land of Egypt was still a land of plenty and they shared it with their neighbors including Joseph's family. Now when their father died, the brothers were sure that Joseph's kindness was attached to their father's living, and they were sure that Joseph would then take his revenge upon them for what they had done to him. The story ends differently. So let us turn to this story of Joseph from Genesis, starting in chapter 37. Jacob settled in the land where his father had lived as an alien, the land of Canaan. This is the story of the family of Jacob. You know, I just said that he was Isaac's son, Jacob's son, my bad, sorry. Joseph, being 17 years old, was shepherding the flock with his brothers. He was a helper to the sons of Bilah and Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to their father. Now Israel, Jacob, loved Joseph more than any other of his children because he was the son of his old age, and he had made him a long robe with sleeves. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all of them, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Once Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, Listen to this dream that I dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright. Then your sheaves gathered round it and bowed down to my sheaf. His brothers said to him, Are you indeed to reign over us? Are you indeed to have dominion over us? So they hated him even more because of his dreams and his words. Now his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Shechem. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him from a distance and before he came near to them, they conspired to kill him. They said to one another, here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we shall say that a wild animal has devoured him and we shall see what will become of his dreams. But when Reuben heard it, he delivered him out of their hands, saying, "'Let us not take his life.' Reuben said to them, "'Shed no blood. "'Throw him into this pit here in the wilderness, "'but lay no hand on him.' Reuben thought he might rescue him out of their hands and restore him to his father. Then Judah said to his brothers, "'What prophet is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers agreed. When some Midianite traders passed by, they drew Joseph up, lifting him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. And the traders took Joseph to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the pit and saw that Joseph was not in the pit, he tore his clothes. He returned to his brothers and said, The boy is gone, and I, where can I turn? Then they took Joseph's robe, slaughtered a goat, and dipped the robe in the blood. They had the long robe with sleeves taken to their father, and he said, This we have found. See now whether it is your son's robe or not. Jacob recognized it and said, It is my son's robe. A wild animal has devoured him. Joseph is without a doubt torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his garments and put sackcloth on his loins and mourned for his son for many days. Many years later, with the family in Egypt, we take up the rest of the story. Realizing that their father was dead, Joseph's brothers said, what if Joseph still bears a grudge against us and pays us back in full for all the wrong that we did to him? So they approached Joseph saying, your father gave this instruction before he died. Say to Joseph, I beg you, forgive the crime of your brothers and the wrong they did in harming you. Now, therefore, please forgive the crime of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when he spoke to him. This, then his brothers also wept, fell down before him and said, We are here as your slaves. But Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? Even though you intended to do harm to me, God intended it for good in order to preserve a numerous people as God is doing today. So have no fear. I myself will provide for you and your little ones. In this way, he reassured them, speaking kindly to them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. That's a long passage. That's a really long passage. But I think now maybe you know the story I would encourage you if you've got a few minutes go ahead and read the whole thing chapter 37 through the end it's like eight pages won't take you too too long and I um, ask you to read it because the tale of Jacob Israel young Joseph and his older brothers purely as a story of flawed love jealousy blind anger struggle ascension in status and power, reckoning, payback, forgiveness, and reconciliation is really a pretty great story. Add to all that a theological lesson about the workings of God, and it becomes a story of divinely inspired truth. This is a story taught in grade school Sunday school. And many of us have either used crayons ourselves to fill in the many colors of Joseph's robe on a coloring page, or we've had a child's Sunday school Joseph masterpiece on our refrigerator. This is a story that became a Broadway musical, Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, with none other than Tamara's childhood crush, Donnie Osmond, as Joseph. Yeah? Which is kind of cool because I looked kind of like Donnie Osmond when I was a child. <laughs> Here I am. She's laughing at me. This story has also been made into movies at least a dozen times. Even DreamWorks did one with Ben Affleck as Joseph. And of course, maybe most importantly, it's also a staple of the VeggieTales canon. So. The account of Jacob and his sons starts in chapter 37, carries on through the next 13 chapters and all the way through the end of the book of Genesis. Again, it's a great story and an important story because it is a story of the very survival of God's people during a severe drought. It's about one nation, Egypt, welcoming displaced aliens from another. It's about the recognition of the contributions to society people can make even though they're from somewhere else. And it's an example of how the very worst of things, out of the very worst of things, God can and will reveal to us some good. Now, before I get going, uh, let me say this about that last thing that out of bad God can and will reveal some good. It is true. However, I'm not suggesting the good in something is going to cancel the bad or be conversely equal to the bad or necessarily make us grateful for the bad. What I'm suggesting is that with time and distance and prayer and faith, we can usually, almost always, okay, always find at least a sliver of good in most any bad situation. Maybe the good is revealed in how loved ones rally to you when you need them the most, or how a new opportunity appears after the loss of a job, or a lesson is learned, or a different point of view is considered that expands your understanding of something you already knew. New. I'm sure you get what I'm talking about, right? And I'm sure you understand this too, because you would never do this. But the very last thing someone who is hurting wants is to hear uh, when their hurt is new and raw, is to hear that God will use this for good. Just have faith and you'll see. So we just don't say that, right? Or if we feel like we absolutely must say something like that, we wait and wait and wait some more. And then maybe we try to gently share that if we look for it, if we want to find it, we can almost always, we can always find the goodness of God in something that was not so great. And in no small part, our belief that out of even the worst, we can find good is because we know that out of the very worst, God will do good. And we know this because that's the big finish of the Joseph story. Jacob had died the older brothers who now know their younger brother who they sold into slavery Joseph is arguably the second most powerful man in Egypt are terrified these older brothers are afraid because they expect that with their father gone Joseph will not take his who will now take his revenge on them it is a justifiable fear but the story goes another way and Joseph considers all that has happened since he was so severely wronged. Perhaps Joseph understands his role in what happened, that his youthful arrogance pushed his brothers just a little too far, that Jacob's favoritism was no way to be a parent. Perhaps he considered those things. I think he probably did, but that's my interpretation. That's not really in the text. What is in the text is that Joseph chose to love his brothers in spite of what they'd done, because Joseph, with hindsight, prayer, and reflection, could clearly see the good that had come out from the evil his brothers did to him. Joseph could see that because he was sold off to Egypt, he learned to trust In God. He learned how to best use his God's given gifts. He rose in responsibility and power and he ended up where he could save his family and the infant nation of Israel from certain death. Out of the very worst of events, God made some good happen. I don't know about y'all, but I am where I am right now, equally because of the good things in my life history and the bad things in my life history. The good I've done, or the good that has been done for me, and the bad I've done, or the bad that has been done to me. All of it has made me who I am and brought me to where I am. And there are moments, yeah, there are moments, when I wish for something different. Sure, I mean, who doesn't? But those are just moments. If I was given the opportunity to do life over again, I'd hope that I'd be better than my worst moments. I suspect I probably wouldn't be because you know, I'm not perfect and I have bad days, which means that I really wouldn't change anything about my life because out of my worst, God has always given me some good a lesson, a new friend, a new door to exit through or enter. And my understanding that if we seek it, God will reveal to us good out of bad, even up to and including life after death. And that gives me hope. May that understanding breathe life into our belief. May it be visible in how we live our lives today and always, in the name of the good Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thanks be to God for the blessings of this family of faith. Thanks be to God, and amen. And now, as a blessing to us, the hymn, God of Grace and God of Glory, by Evan, another of our fabulous FSU section.
1: of grace and God of glory, on thy people pour thy power. Crown thine ancient church's story, bring its blood to glorious flower. Grant us wisdom, grant us courage, for the facing of this hour.
0: Thank you, Evan. Thank you so very, very much. Friends, we are God's beloved children, and because God loves us, God will always help us to seek and find the good, to seek the good in each other, especially during times of disagreement, to find the good, even when things seem to be the worst. We are God's children. We are people of hope. And now, so that we might be strengthened to seek and find God's good in each and all our days, let us receive God's blessing. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God, may the communion of the Holy Spirit be yours today and be yours always. Thanks be to God and amen. All right. Bye. See you next week.